0: If you would this evening, turn with me to the 25th Psalm, Psalm 25, I'd like to read verses 12 through 14, Psalm 25, verses 12 through 14. David says, What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Notice again verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will he show them his covenant. Um, one of my favorite episodes of the Andy Griffith Show is uh, about pride, and it's, uh, it, there's two parts to the episode. Uh, The first one is about a lady that could not admit that her husband was a drunkard, and when he left her, she couldn't admit that either, so she had a fake funeral and buried an empty casket because she couldn't admit to the town that she couldn't hold on to a husband. And so, of course, Andy uh, Taylor, he had a good joke with that. Well, in the same episode, his son uh, hadn't given like he thought he should to a charity, and Andy never would quite listen in to what Opie's uh, reason was. And finally, at the very end of the episode, come to find out, Opie had a little girlfriend. And, and he kept telling his dad this, and, uh, but he wouldn't quite listen. And uh, he finally tells Andy that he's saving uh, all of his money to buy her a coat uh, because uh, her mother's poor and hers was, you know, tattered and torn. And so he was going to buy her a coat for that winter and, uh, of course, Andy understands now that his son does have a heart to help others. And then Opie asks the question, he says, well, what's for supper? He says, well, you and, and Aunt B, y'all are gonna have uh, fried chicken, but I'm gonna have to eat crow. And so I tell that story to say, I have to eat a little crow tonight by preaching from the Psalms. Because uh, uh, I think it was last Sunday, Brother Quentin and I were talking and I was, he was telling me about a Psalm that had touched him and. I, mean, I will confess that I know a lot of folks draw a lot from the Psalms. <clears throat> I'm not one that this is a place where I typically turn uh, in the word of God in, in the days of my adversity. Uh, the word of God is a thorough furniture under every good work, and, but there's different aspects of the Word of God that touch people differently. Obviously, we all have different personalities, different natures, and so different things speak to us in different ways. When I get downcast, the 8th chapter of the book of Romans is what will lift me up. The first chapter of the book of Ephesians, that will lift me up. It's not real often that it's the Psalms that will do that for me. But as I was reading in the Psalms uh, this week, this particular verse uh, stood out. Uh, Again, he says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. So this tells me that God will show his covenant or his promise to who? The people that fear the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to see the covenant of God. The covenant of God, of course, is his promise. Now, you can go all over the Bible and find individuals that God made covenants with. Uh, We think about Noah. Uh, Noah feared the Lord. Noah walked with God. And God showed him at the end of the flood and throughout all that situation, a covenant that he made uh, with all living that he would never again destroy the earth with a flood. And he set his bow or a rainbow in the sky. So here was Noah apprised of why this bow would be seen in the sky. God could have put the rainbow there and never told Noah what it meant. You and I could look at a rainbow after every rain and not know what that rainbow is there for. But because Noah feared the Lord, uh, the secret of the Lord was shown to him and God revealed his covenant or his promise to this man. Abraham uh, could have been uh, the recipient of the blessing of God of being the father of many and God never had to tell him. He could have ended up with Isaac and then Isaac uh, have Jacob and Jacob, Joseph and and the other 11 brethren and then a family of 70 that then would increase to a family of over 2 million when they leave the land of Egypt. Abraham didn't have to know that that was going to be the future of his uh, legacy of those that would uh, proceed from his body but God. He feared the Lord, and so God showed his secret to him and opened his covenant, his promise, so that Abraham could enjoy the promise of God. Uh, I can think of many individuals that God made promises to, and because they feared the Lord and walked with the Lord, uh, the Lord was gracious and showed his promise to them. Uh, Briefly, even with David himself. One of uh, my favorite uh, statements in the life of David is found in 2 Samuel chapter 23 uh, when it says, These be the last words of David. He says, Although my house be not so with God, he hath made with me an everlasting covenant ordered in all things and sure. He says, This is all my salvation. And it was all of his hope, he said, Although he make it not to grow." So again he says, although my house be not so with God. I haven't behaved as I should have. My family didn't behave as they should have. But God has made with me an everlasting covenant. That means a covenant that will go on forever and ever. He says, and it's ordered in all things. And it's sure. Uh, In other words, ordered in all things, meaning there's no thing that can happen uh, in heaven, earth, or hell that can alter the contents of the promise that God made of me. He said it's ordered in all things. No matter what happens, it is ordered by God. And so there is no earthly or hellish or heavenly power that can overthrow the promise that God has made to me he says and it's also sure it's ordered in all things it's sure he says and no wonder this is all my salvation he says this is what I uh, look to And even though I fall short even though I have not lived as I should have and my family has not uh, uh, conducted their lives the way they should have uh, thank God that the everlasting covenant of God is ordered even in the events where we We fall short and it's sure. And so David was shown this and even in his dying hours of life he could have the confidence that all is well because God made a promise but thankfully God also showed it to David because David was a man that feared the Lord and so the secret of the Lord was with him and God was willing to show him his covenant. We notice in the book of Matthew chapter 13 That the Lord Jesus Christ, as you read in Matthew chapter 13, 1 to uh, verse 10, He speaks kingdom parables. Uh, He's speaking about the kingdom of heaven in in dark sayings, if you will. Uh, And He does this, and He's going to tell the disciples why in verse 11 and 12, but He's speaking to a multitude, and there's Pharisees there, and so the Lord is speaking in ways that they will not comprehend. And finally, the disciples ask the Lord Jesus why it is that he taught in parables? And notice what Jesus says. He says, "Because it's given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given." He said, "For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away." Even that he ha- he just means by that that those that have no regard for me, he said, they're going to end up even worse off than they are now, but those who regard me and care about me and love me, even though it looks like they have lack or uh, have little, he said they will have abundance. So again, notice what Jesus says. He said, this is why I teach in prayer. It's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Now again, what is it that David said? The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. To him shall he show his covenant. If you, which I trust everyone here tonight, especially if you're here on a Sunday night, this is what we call Gideon's army. Uh, the, the faithful few that you know. Obviously you believe the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. How is it that you know the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because it's given to you. you know, the, the mystery of the kingdom. You didn't understand this. You did not gain this knowledge or this information uh, through uh, any earthly or human means. Uh, this was given to you only by the grace of God. Now I realize that the preaching of the gospel is important, so I I guess I shouldn't say any human means because there is the means of the preaching of the gospel, but it still takes the divine power of heaven for you to be able to understand and embrace the reality that we have been saved by a sovereign God by His free and miraculous grace. And if it wasn't in the providence of God and in the kindness of God to uh, show that to you and I, we would be just as clueless and just as in darkness as those who are in this world that have not been shown these things. Again, Jesus said, it's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9. He says, Having made known unto us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He hath purposed in Himself, Think about that for a moment. Let that verse just kind of settle in. Having made known unto us, that's you and I tonight, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Now, Paul would later say that these things had been hidden from the foundation of the world, that there were generations of people over. Uh, hundreds of years, in fact, over four millennia, that did not know the things that you and I tonight uh, are blessed to know. Think about that. For 4,000 years of human history, the understanding that we would be saved by the Son of God was hid from the vast multitude of humanity. And even the Israelites uh, that had the law of God still only saw it in a shadow. Uh, And so here you and I live, On this side of Jesus coming, only 2,000 years, uh, one-third of human history, have individuals even been able to know these things? And then if you think about, okay, and one-third of time of human history has it even been known, then you break down the actual number of people who have been blessed to be where the gospel is even preached, and then to then also be blessed to understand the gospel, grasp the gospel, embrace the gospel, and rejoice in the gospel. Again, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. Now, that doesn't mean that our good friends who go to other denominational orders that don't believe like we do, that doesn't mean they don't fear the Lord. I'm not saying that Uh, uh, they have seen some things more than others have seen. I trust and hope we've seen a little more than they have. And thank God that we have. And again, uh, remember what Jesus told uh, uh, Simon when he said, Whom do ye say that I am? He said, Thou art the Christ. The Son of the living God. He's saying, you're the Savior that's going to deliver us from our sin. That's essentially what Peter is saying in that statement. And what does Jesus respond with? Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. How does he know about this? He says, because my Father in heaven revealed it to you. How do you know that Jesus is the Son of God? Because God in heaven revealed it to you. <laughs> now, For just a few moments, and I'm going to be very short, consider your own circumstances of how it is, through the providence of God, you were blessed to know the gospel. How was it that God worked in your life to bring you to the place where the gospel would have an impact in your mind and heart? I know my story, I've told it before. I had a very faithful great-grandmother that loved the Lord Jesus Christ, that loved the church and His kingdom in this world. Um, One of the things that still impresses me so much about her is her church, or was my church too later, met on the first and third Sunday and Saturday before the first Sunday. And so I grew up not meeting every Sunday, and I I know what that way is like. And I know we can sometimes get a little critical of that way, but listen, it was in that way that I learned the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we ought to be careful about how critical we may be about people's circumstances because it was under that uh, system of worship that I was blessed to see the gospel. Now, my grandmother, when her family would come to see her, and for whatever reason, it seems like we often picked her church day, She would get up early on Sunday morning. It was a 70-mile drive one way to her church. She would get up. She would have her dinner cooked for church, and if folks were up, fine. If they weren't, she would leave breakfast on her stove. She had a very wide cook stove. It was a 36-inch wide that had a a griddle in the middle, a gas stove, and, and that would stay warm there because of the pilot light, and so uh, she would have eggs and bacon and sausage and biscuits and all that set there there covered with a tea cloth or a flower sack, Whatever, and there would be warmth. She would provide for them, and she would ask any, do you want to go with me to church? And I would watch time and time and time again that she would go out to her car all by herself and start the drive all the way 70 miles to go to church, take dinner, stay for dinner, and come back home And visit that afternoon a little bit with her family before we all departed and went our separate ways. She did not let our visitation keep her from the house of God. And you know what? I finally felt sorry for her. And so I started to go with her because I hated that she was going by herself. And through that, I was exposed to the house of God. Some of you here came in your youth because of your grandmother. Some of you were blessed to know the Gospel because you were born into a home that was raised Old Baptist and so you were blessed from your birth to come to the house of God. But that's not why you know these things. Remember what Peter was told. He said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you. Just because you were raised in an Old Baptist family does not mean that you're automatically going to know and believe the gospel and rejoice in the gospel. It's going to take the divine power of God to intervene in our life. And I'm talking about in addition to us being born of the Spirit of God, obviously we can't know these things unless... First, we're born of the Spirit of God. Paul will make that very clear when he tells the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. He says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So we, I think, all know here that we must be born again before we can believe the gospel. But even for our gospel conversion, we need the divine help from heaven. And your help might have been that you were raised in an old Baptist home. It might have been because you had a faithful grandmother or grandfather that went, even though your mother and father maybe didn't go. It could be because you saw a young man or a young lady that caught your attention You could see something about them that was godly and lovely, and so you wanted to be with them, but in order to be with them, you had to be in the house of God with them. And so uh, through a courtship, maybe then... God opened your eyes to see the gospel. It may be, sorry Sister Sharon, uh, it may be a Sharon Johnson going on a pontoon boat owned by Andy Bryant with Brother Julian Cunningham and Brother Julian guilting her until finally uh, she came to the house of God. There's so many ways in which the providence of God works uh, uh, to bring us to the knowledge of the gospel of the Lord Jesus and and I, I think we should, uh, if you were raised in an old Baptist home, thank God that you were. You didn't have to be untaught a lot of things that maybe someone coming that never was uh, taught these things has to be untaught. Um, if you um, uh, were blessed like I was to to go with a great grandmother, some might say, well, uh, you know, I could be critical. Well, why didn't your parents go to church? Uh, why didn't uh, they take it? Well, I don't know why they didn't. It doesn't matter because the the Lord in heaven chose to use my great-grandmother as the way in which I would hear the gospel. And so that brought a very dear relationship between her and I until her... And then my memory of her is so great, not just because she was such a good woman, but because she loved the truth so much that she would not compromise and she would not yield because her family happened to be there visiting. You know, if she'd have done that, I don't know that I would have gone... And I might have missed the day of salvation. Uh, The Bible is clear that there's a time when the Lord passes by. And if we are not uh, uh, attentive, if we're not paying attention, then we may miss that day of salvation, our temporal deliverance of the gospel. And so, never take for granted the fact and how it is that God, not only that he showed you the gospel, but the means by which it came about. Again, he says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, to them will he show his covenant. Thank God he's shown us his covenant. He's shown us his promise. And you and I have been blessed to rejoice in it. And I would hope we would never take it for granted. I would hope that the everlasting covenant of God, meaning that God chose us in Christ before the world began, and as his elect, the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world to give his life as surety for you and I, And through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, our sins were purged forever. And now we're kept by the power of God until the Lord comes the last day. And when he comes the last day, and the trump sounds, and the voice of the archangel is heard, and there's a great shout, we all, body, soul, and spirit, should be raised incorruptible to be with the Lord in glory all the days of eternity, if we could put it that way. That is the covenant of God that he has shown to us uh, by his mercy. And primarily the way you know that is, uh, number one, he's just so gracious and kind. But again, he says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Now, number one, you can't fear him until you're born of the Spirit of God, obviously. But these are people who clearly actively live their lives in the fear of God. And God, you know, there's so many people he could have shown the truth to besides me. I've often wondered, why me? (laughs) I've wondered, why me about election? But even about the understanding the gospel, why Did he choose me? You say, well, Brother Chris, so that you could be ordained to the gospel ministry and pastor a little union church. Well, that's probably part of it. But I still, so it could have been somebody else uh, that would be here this night doing this for you. And I'm grateful that he did it for me, for your sakes, but even more for my own sake. Because for now over 30 years, and some of you many more than that, I've been able to revel in the covenant of God to rejoice in the reality that he's made a promise and it's ordered in all things and it's sure and even though my house is not so with God even though I've not conducted my life like I should thanks be to God that's not what his promise is contingent upon but his promise is just this that he made promise to himself and God who cannot lie Promised before the world began, and that's why we have hope of eternal life. And because of that, we can rejoice, and we shouldn't take the gospel for granted. We shouldn't take the fact that He was uh, so kind in His providence to uh, expose us, however, way that He chose to do so, uh, to hear the gospel and blessed our minds to receive it, and then blessed our hearts to rejoice in it, and hopefully then has blessed our lives to continue in it and to try to press into the kingdom of God further and further and further and find our our lives just so uh, altered beyond uh, what we could ever imagine because of the wonderful truth of the covenant of God that he chooses to show to those who fear him. May God bless you tonight.